You're listening to Are You Happy Business Podcast on Captivate. Hello, Alfredo. How are you? What's going on? I'm doing well, Tom. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. So where, where are you from? Where are you right now? Uh, right now, I am in Palatine, Illinois. So it's like okay. a northwest suburb of uh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm in Michigan, so I'm not too far from that. So tell me a little bit. So I'd like to know about you. Um, so I was, my name is Alfredo. Um, right now I do photography. So I'm a photographer. Um, I have a, it's a, I have a cousin who does pop-ups. So I kind of started that kind of that relationship ended up working out because I started photography and sort of doing that on my own creative side. And then to help grow his business, I was kind of just, Hey, let me take pictures. Let me head, you know, to your events with you and kind of get a little bit of like, uh, you know, some experience under my belt. So I started doing that for a little bit. Um, I just recently got certified to fly drones. So I just got my part 107 certification, my license. So now I started another business that is doing that. So then that's specifically going to drones. Um, I haven't really decided where, like where I'm venturing in that totally, whether it's going to be in like real estate only, or if it's going to be helping out at construction sites and like 3D stitching and 3D mapping and things like that. Um, but that's sort of new. So that's kind of a journey in itself. But right now it's just the photography. Um, it kind of morphed a little bit into a marketing business because then I started taking over social media and doing things like that. Um, and then he has a partner that also has um, a, uh, a company. So actually I'll plug them now. So the my cousin is Smash Hibarito. So it's like, are you familiar with a Hibarito sandwich? Uh, no, I'm not. Sorry. So a Hibarito sandwich is actually from Chicago, but it's a, a plantain, a piece of steak, usually like some beef steak or something, uh, lettuce, and then usually just another plantain. But what he did is he substituted the steak for a burger, and then he has like his own toppings on top, uh, some other specialties there. And then his other business partner is called Papa Chicago, and he does empanadas and tacos and stuff like that. So I'm kind of bouncing back between those guys and kind of helping them out, taking pictures, giving them some exposure, and then just going to events with them, meeting other people, doing events. And um, some are sponsors, some are just helping other people out. But that's kind of the majority of my business. Um, there's no there's no parameters I would really want to stick within. I feel like I'm pretty open. Nothing I you know need to hide or okay, anything good. like that. Good, good. So I'm I'm pretty yeah. open to questions. I'm actually kind of curious to see where uh where the yeah. where it was gonna go. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, and it, it is. I love it. I've been. I've really enjoyed this. Um, I've had some amazing conversations, and some of them go completely different in completely different directions. So it's uh, it's it's just good. We'll get. What's the name of your business? Uh, so it's it's ARC LLC, but it's just my initials. So it's like Alfredo okay. Robledo Casaneda. But it originally started off as a clothing brand. So I went to school for fashion design. And then I kind of left before I finished and just started doing my own clothing line. But then as I realized, as I actually bought sewing machines and started embroidery and all those things, I realized I didn't want to make um, like really huge manufacturer, a bunch of clothes. I ended up liking to make one of ones. So, yep. you know, you know, I had like a friend who was an artist and then wanted to partner up with them and make a specific hoodie or a specific crew neck for them to wear. And I had more fun doing that and having more like, um, for lack of a better word, like intimate conversations about what that would look like to help kind of present the message that they're trying to um, 
sort of display with their music. So I think because I gained more interest in those things that like I kind of took back and was like, you know what, maybe this whole clothing thing isn't for me because, you know, obviously the bigger you can make it, usually the more successful it'll be. If you kind of make niche things, then that doesn't really blow up as fast. So I kind of stepped away from a little bit and then I ended up doing the photography and sort of because I started doing photography for that clothing company. But then I realized the photography, I kind of stuck with the clothing. I mean, I still have all the machines and I still have like things that I could make and I have my own, you know, logo and all the stuff that I can still do. But it ended up being more for me than more for sale. So stuck with that. And then now I ended up just kind of turning that and morphing into uh, a marketing So initially the business was supposed to be a rebranding business. So, but I wanted to do it with the focus of clothing. So let's say if you were a business who maybe had bad owners in the past and you now bought out by a new owner, you're trying to reestablish and maybe uniforms or things like that is something that you want to kind of help in your business. That would be like, you would hire my business and we would make things for your, um, for like your company. So ultimately, the big umbrella was uh, sort of like a rebranding company. And then as I started getting into photography, I was like, I can continue to kind of do this rebranding thing, but go through the scope of marketing instead of clothing. I like it. I, I love it. And it's and it's evolved. And now so now it's in photography where you're helping out businesses start out and, um, you know, like just take biz- professional business image, which. Business owners think that they can take really good pictures, but they can't, you know, like uh, they, they, it's not, you know, um, I, I often um, like I have a lot of business background and one of the common things is business owners have a hard time stepping out of their business to work on it because they're too busy working mm-hmm. in it and they're working in it by taking pictures, you know, like. They think, oh, I can do that. You know, like I can set this up or I can I can take the pictures that we need for now, you know, and they they miss all those opportunities of having somebody else um, create for them. And there's more that comes with it, too, because you're you're going to talk about other people about the business that you took photos for. And then you're also going to share them on your social media page. So then it like exponentially helps that business out by hiring other people to to do the work for them in certain circumstances, sometimes financially like they have to do it you know they have to do what they have to do but yeah yep and um so i ask um in these podcasts i ask about three these three questions and every time i ask the same questions and it usually drives the conversation and it's it's very our brand you know are you happy so it's it's along those lines but it's in the business perspective so um the first question is so how do you sustain a level of happiness while running your business? Um, I think I would say, I feel like I kind of crossed that bridge when I was initially kind of making the decision to go into business in the photography, because I think that it, it ultimately, I think I was in love with the photography. And I think even if the business didn't succeed, I was in love with the photography that whether a million people saw it or only my close friends saw it, or even if it was just me and I just like it, I think that was enough to kind of keep me sort of um, satisfied with the results. And then ultimately, if I'm satisfied, I can be happy going into it and editing and things like that, because those things become, you know, 
a bore when you, you know, you're not interested or you shot somewhere that you didn't really care for and things like that. So, I mean, I definitely have those moments too, but I think ultimately kind of being in love with the photography. And I always say like, I just like, are we allowed to swear? Yes, go ahead. Okay. Yes. Uh, I just like, uh, (laughs) I just like, I kind of say like, I just like shooting cool shit. So like things that I think are cool that are like, so whether anybody else thinks they're cool or not, is just kind of the dice, you know, we're rolling anytime we put anything out there. So I'm like, if I think it's cool, I'm hoping at least someone else does. And even if they don't, I think it's cool. So I think (laughs) that kind of just allows me to just be happy shooting and then be happy editing and then be happy to post. So it kind of allows everything to kind of flow into it. And then there's like, um, my father was an entrepreneur too, started up a business. So I know there's like those things that are, um, you know, the in-betweens the nitty gritties, like the technical, all those, those things that you have to go through that aren't so fun. But I think ultimately when they kind of relate to the things and you know that you're doing it to push the things that you do have fun in, I think it kind of, uh, it's easy to overlook them and say, well, this is just a necessary evil I got to deal with. Because if I can handle this, like if I can plan out a trip, then I can go to a trip overseas, enjoy, take pictures and have everything scheduled and handled than to go out there and stress out and all that stuff because I didn't want to do it. Uh, yeah, that it's uh, it's good having that entrepreneurial background and in, in it's in your DNA. What did your dad do? What was your dad's business? Um, he so he just he opened up a liquor store, um, yeah. in uh, Blaine's. It's one of the, it's like a nearby suburb over here. So he just opened up a liquor store and just had it. So it was it was a small one too. So he had about like two three employees. One of them was a friend. So and even just like some of the times being there and having to just you know being a son like you just have to hey grab this grab that take this take that like and even just like learning an early lesson, I remember asking him like, Hey, like, am I ever going to get paid for this? And I remember (laughs) him just making a big fuss at the table about it. Like he just like, he's like, yeah, I just took out his wallet and just started just being obnoxious and throwing a bunch of money. Like here, take it all, take it all. (laughs) And I just, and like in the moment I was like, I don't get what he's so mad about. But then later now being like in those same shoes and I have like, let's say friends that are helping me out that want to be involved with the business that are like, Hey, are we getting paid for this? And I'm like, Hey man, like, look, I mean, it's the, the, we're trying to fund the business to fund us later. So like, and I think that was now that full circle moment where I'm like, I see like, although I'm not directly getting paid, the roof stays over my head. The food is still on my table. Like the clothes are still on my back. So I'm like, I think that kind of like foresight of, uh, now being able to look back and like, okay, I see where the lesson was that th- those things kind of, it's nice to see those things come back and, and, then uh, come full circle. Yep. That, yep. That makes sense. And it's, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that, like, I know my son's best friend is, uh, his, his uncle is a convenience store owner, like, and it's been in our town for over 30 years. And I've known the guy because I mean, like I go, everyone goes there and it's Mm -hmm. like, they, they work tremendous hours. Like they live there, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. then they have, and and they know everybody, they know everything about the town. They know, and it's a, it's just, it's an interesting, uh, and I can imagine as a, you know, as that being your dad, you like, uh, you get certain experiences that you wouldn't get from anywhere else. 
you know, like from mm-hmm. going in there and like, you, you got the regular customers that, you know, like give a hard time and like, uh, but you know, they're, they're in it because that's what they want to do. And yeah, I bet you that was very interesting growing up with that. Yep. That's cool. So, and then, um, so my next question would be, how does your business make people happy? I think one thing that I, I feel like I do that, like, I, I think I learned with doing it with my cousin, obviously kind of, we don't have to learn, relearn each other, build a rapport, like we're related. So we already have that foundation. Um, he, him being the chef and me being the eye for the photography, I constantly collaborated with him I'm constantly like, Hey, look, how does this look? And I think, um, kind of getting that opinion and sort of, it makes it feel like, although he is here to take pictures, he's also asking me. And in the beginning, he's like, dude, I'm, that's why I hired you. Like, that's why I asked you, like, that's you, that's for you to see. But I'm like, Hey man, at the end of the day, like I could tell you what the photo, if what would make a good photo, but if you're looking at it and you're like, that's not how the food looks, then we're kind of defeating the purpose here, right? Like, cause you also, it's, you're kind of a balance. The food's got to look good as well as the photos got to look good. So it's kind of this nice little dance that you're doing. And I think that was something that I learned while doing it. And that was just me trying to just get feedback of, Hey, how does it look? How does it look? Is it good? Is it good? But then as we kind of like built that sort of experience and went to more and more events, I was like, I'm starting to see that like, the plantain is coming out a little more orange instead of yellow, but yellow is what you, it looks like in person. And then that sort of built more of a better rapport. I now understand what I, what he wants out of the pictures. So I think kind of like that has made it a little bit better as well as also with his friend too, because the same thing, they feel more involved than just, let me just make this. I'm going to step away from it. Like I tried to get them involved as well with, you know, making a little video or making a little something to try to make it like, hey, you have this passion, like, let's, you know, let's, let's live in that passion. Let's, let's more than just express it in the food. Let's express it in the photos. Let's express it in the way we collaborate. Let's kind of just, you know, if we can bring our passions together, the entire, you know, the entire event more is more fun. The content ends up better. You know, you're more relaxed in the pictures. You're more willing to take more or take maybe some that are out of your realm and things like that. And I think that sort of makes other people happy because it's like, I'm also included in this process. Although it's my product, I'm included more than just the normal, um, here's this, like I cook this for you. And now take a picture of it. Um, and I think that like even social media posts, right? What songs do you like? Does this song display the message you're looking for? Um, and I think that has kind of helped ultimately sort of tune into that person, like connecting to that actual person um, and then getting to the product. Because if they're happy with the process and they're happy and they feel involved and they feel like we really got something done, typically the results is very, it, it correlates to that, but you'll see if they're happy, it probably looks better. I love that. Yeah. And do you, do you get a lot of responses from, cause I'm assuming you post these pictures on social media, obviously, mm-hmm. do you get a lot of response to the pictures? Like, and does that like really, is that what makes you happy as well? Like watching the, their response to those? Yeah. So, um, so there's a job that I have, that's my daytime job that like, I'll go there and they kind of know that I'm doing this photography on the side. And 
I just show them and can just get people like, oh, this is what I was doing. Like, what do you think? How do these look? And just seeing like that, whoa, like some people, someone who hasn't seen it, who hasn't been around it for hours on end. And like, because I've seen them cook it, make it. I've eaten it so many times that like I'm sort of desensitized at this point. And so are they like, so are these chefs. So getting an outside perspective of someone who's never seen this burger before, who's never seen a picture like or the event or anything seeing it paired with like a beer or something like that. And they're like, whoa, like that looks fantastic. And I'm like, okay, but like, does the picture look fantastic? Does the food look fantastic? Like what? And they're like everything. I I wish I could just take it out of the, you know, the image and eat it. Like, and those are things that like, that just feedback is, is, is nice. I mean, I feel like naturally I kind of, I don't want to say push away, but I'm like, oh, I'm just, oh, like, they're like, wow, that's really good. I'm just like, ah, it's all right. Like, you know, I kind of don't always accept it because I feel like, you know, just that artist of like, I could do better. I would do better if I had this and that. So sometimes, but like, ultimately when people give me that, when you see that reaction for that split second, I'm like, all right, you know, it kind of feels like, okay, I am doing something good. Someone somewhere looks at this and is like, whoa, this is, this is good. Or this is what I was feeling or whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. And then, so my last question is, if you had a message to give the world from a business perspective, what would it be? Every time I I feel like I've kind of talked about like entrepreneurial things with like my friends or um, just even anyone that really is asking for advice. Usually one of the questions that I kind of ask is, are you someone who likes to be defined by your career or is separate from your career? And then depending on whatever answer, you know, you kind of go into either way. But usually if someone says, I think most of the time um, people say, like, I want to be separate from my career, then it's kind of like, hey, you know, then pick a business, anything that you know well through and through and go through and you know what to do. You grind out all the technical stuff, grind out all the foundational stuff and, you know, go crazy. But I think that people who are who answer the opposite and say, I do want I do want to attach. I want this to be a part of me. I want people to think of me and then immediately think of this. Then I think it's take the time to really find out what you what you're willing to essentially spend the rest of your life doing, even if no one cares. And I think that's kind of I think we I feel like one thing that I, I was always taught by my mom was the things you put out there into the universe are things that are going to be given back to you. So if you were just constantly putting in the effort and you're constantly just going and going and continuing to push this dream that you have, whether you care if everyone watches or no, or no one watches or whoever, then I think you're more inclined to keep pushing and keep pushing. And just through that, I mean, the universe pays you back. So I kind of, I feel like usually I like to start off with that question and kind of say, like, I think it really does depend on if you want it to be defining of you, because then it just, it now depends on the journey you're going to make. Mm-hmm. If you don't care, you could pick anything. There's plumbing businesses that are above six figures that you can do it and take care of yourself and never have to work, you know, never have to worry about anything. Um, there are some that are more niche that if you really love it, you can. And I think we live in a world now, luckily, that you can go viral. 
and you can blow up. And there's, you know, people who are 60 years old that do little niche crochet or little niche art things and their, you know, daughter or son put it on TikTok and now it's blown up completely in this, you know, their mom and dad is now sold out altogether. And then like, you know, things like that. Like we live in a world where that's always possible. So it just, it kind of depends. Like there is no, I feel like there's no, uh, it's, it's not considered a waste if you were to push, even if no one's watching, because I think eventually if you're, you know, fulfilled and you're satisfied and you're happy doing those things, I think, I think it will eventually pay out. And I feel like I've heard, they say like, don't ask someone who's in the business, like don't ask LeBron James how to be the best basketball player in the world, because right now he's the best basketball player in the world. Right. So he doesn't, he's not going to tell you how to do it because he wants to be at the top. But then you go ask like a Michael Jordan who's retired, how how do you become the best basketball player in the world? And he's retired. He can't go back. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he can give you the blueprint to do that because and I think what I've learned from at least what I've been told is in like in business, don't ask the current CEO, go ask the retired CEO because the retired CEO is willing to give you all that back than the one who's at the top, still competitive, trying to stay at the top. Um, and I think that like that middle ground, that in between, between that person that's asking and then that billionaire that's retired, that's willing to give it, there's a lot of middle that people can take you with, especially being in the midst of it. And I don't think that they're, that they're willing to kind of carry it or willing to even change their mindset. And I think now with like COVID, unfortunately, you see people who didn't adapt, who refuse to take it out of um, the, their traditional methods. And unfortunately they were hit really hard. And I think that was like the, you know, what, what's the famous saying? Like you have a plan until you get punched in the mouth and now you're scrambling and you're trying to figure it out and you know, they're closing and now you don't have any more time to figure it out. And now you just have to make that big decision close and try to rebuild or find a job and, you know, pick up when it's all over. Um, and I think that's what's, that's what I feel like is at stake. That's what's at the risk. Like you aren't willing to accept me. So you're going to take this successful business that you have, like that convenience store, and you're going to let it go down in flames because you don't want to let someone else kind of help you out or give you different perspective of where things are going. Like, let me help you help me help you, right? Like if yes. I can help you, I can gain experience to then help other people. And if that's what I want to do, then now I, you can, now you created a monster, right? Like now I can go and help other people and start a business and consult. And now, you know, now I have traction and there's things like that, that are kind of like, you know, a key. And I feel like it really does start with those mentors and those older people who have gotten that experience under their belt. <laughs>